When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, uh, we are back. It is Take Don't Lie, but we are in a different setting. It's audio only, and it's an instant reaction podcast. So, yeah, we're definitely uh, starting to move the, uh, this show over to SBNation.com. So you guys will be finding us over there. Uh, you're still going to find us on YouTube as well with the breakdowns doing all that good stuff, which is we're going to give you, giving you guys even some more audio, kind of the little style that we've been doing a couple of the past couple of weeks. But today we're doing straight up instant reaction. So, you know, make sure you still go on YouTube and you hit the subscribe button, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you guys now, now you got something new to do. You can go to, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, all those good places. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, download, hit the stream button, subscribe, leave us a review on all those things. So make sure you support us there. And then make sure you find us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL at BD Williams 18. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a little different medium for us, you know, but you guys get to find us, you know, same places. We're going to give you some more shows, right? Some more live reaction. I know you guys wanted some, uh, some uh, reaction after games. So we're going to start giving you guys more of that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're still going to be doing breakdowns for you too as well. So, Nothing's changing. Just a little more. Just a little more of us. That's all. That's a, that's a bit. That's all it is. You know. And then also, you know, saying audios could be on Wednesday, and then we have uh, the video on YouTube on Thursday, and then preview on Friday, and then YouTube video on Saturday. So kind of like the same thing as last year, but we're gonna be hitting you guys with more audio with the video as well. All right, BD. How, how are you feeling? Well. um, to uh well first of all i feel good i feel good about what we saw with the raiders for our first week of preseason you know uh to people who are not um or to our who are listening to us for the first time i'm bd williams my co-host uh who introduced us is marcus johnson um you know we do we have a raiders film channel on youtube and now we are on sp nation like he's saying uh so we are going to give live reactions uh each week we're going to try to uh our associate Matt Holder will also be in the mix. You might see other Silver and Black Pride staff members as well do this live reaction show. Uh, so thanks for lo- listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, yeah, w- we're talking about week preseason week one. Um, a very, you know, it, it seems like it's almost like an inconsequential game. Like, who cares? It's just the preseason. Right. But there is uh, there are going to be on every roster guys who really need reps to for the coaching staff to see what they have. Um, and so I, I think, you know, I want to kick it to you first with this offensive line, uh, the, the rebuild on the offensive line. Uh, what's your initial reactions from Alex Leatherwood, Andre James and, and your, and your boy, 
uh, John Simpson. I, I thought I thought overall I thought they were solid. Um, I thought there were some instances where they had bad communication. Um, there were some times where like uh, Alex Leatherwood he went inside. And I don't know why he didn't take the defensive end that was rushing on the outside. Uh, th- I mean that that's not that's not really a pass set issue where he's like getting beat on a pass set. That's him uh, having a bad communication. He thinking that he needs to go inside when he needs to be outside. So he got beat right there. I know people were like, oh, my God, he got beat right there. But that wasn't like him, like on his true pass set, getting beat. Because when he was in true pass sets, he really didn't get beat that, that um, getting get beat like that. He had some really good sets, especially on a couple of us, uh, the Marceau Aitman throw where he ended up dropping that on the on the back shoulder. Yeah, uh, he, so, yeah. yeah, he had a good he had a good pass pro there. So it's a good pass pro on that one. Um, and so, I mean, he, he looks solid, especially the run game. He looked really good in the run game. He had some good runs and some inside zone leads. So he, uh, he, Alex Lillard would look the part, um, you know, Andre James, Andre James looked better in pass pro than he did, uh, run blocking. I thought he had some instances where he kind of like, especially on, um, you know, there's a play, uh, that I posted on Twitter for Trey Regis. He made a good, uh, that I, uh, showed out Alex Leatherwood making a good block and Andre James just looked really lost in that play kind of he kind of got to the second level just missed and just kind of didn't touch anybody and it kind of happened a little bit on the goal line too where he got a little bit uh beat up but in pass pro he looked he looked really good he did he he was uh he was uh um you know picking you know he was he looked really good it really really good sets I wouldn't say that he's picking up blitz or anything like that but uh um he did have some good pass sets. Uh, didn't look like a liability in pass pro at all. I, I'm more worried about him in the run game now that I watched that. You know, watch this past uh, game. You know, this past first preseason game. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how they go going forward. I thought John Simpson disappointed me a little bit in uh, his pass blocking. Um, I mean, he was leaving his chest open again, like he was week three and week two. He's getting pushed back in some bull rush, but. In the run game, he looked exactly like he did week 16 and week 17. He was pretty, he was a mauling out there, uh, mauling out there, especially on those those drives uh, when Trey Regis is going off. Um, that was mostly John Simpson um, and, and Joan Smith over there. They're moving people. So I thought, I thought they, they uh, I thought the line looked solid. I, I think it looked solid all around. It was not concerning at all for me. So, you know, um, uh, thank you for that. It's tough for me to, uh, when I'm watching, I, I try to, I try to key in uh, when I'm on offense, but I just always drift back to the defense when I'm watching football. So uh, I appreciate you, you know, explaining those things because I couldn't keep my eyes trained on those guys the entire time, even though I was trying to. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, th- there's the obvious takeaway from offense is Zay Jones was dominant against second team uh, defensive backs. I know. Um, well, there was one where he, he had um, a big guy. He had a big, a real big guy in coverage on him. So I don't know what they were doing if there was a zone blitz for some, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, linebacker uh, or a defensive yeah, end. Yeah, it was like a defensive end on him. So obviously, yeah, that's like duh, yeah. Uh, but both those catches were like spectacular. They were acrobatic. That was fun to watch. You know, uh, we've been hearing a lot of hype about Zay Jones. They gave him a single digit. You know, for crying out loud. Obviously, he's been impressing these guys in the offseason with his work ethic. Derek Carr always voluntarily brings up Zay Jones. So, um, you know, and we saw maybe a little bit why today. So th- that was interesting for me. Yeah. Um, between, uh, I mean, it was obviously Trey Regis' show today on, as, as the running back. But I thought uh, I, I saw at least one really good run from uh, Emmons. Is that how you say his name? Edmonds? Yeah, Emmons, yeah. 
Emmons. Um, and then the other guys, uh, you know, it's probably, you know, the, the offensive line is like on the, onto their third team at that point when the other guys got in. So it's tough to really get a, a good eval, but um, Regus, you know, I saw some good pass pro from Regus and mm-hmm. at least identifying where the blitzer is coming and where he needs uh, the guy he needs to, you know, block. I think maybe the pad level could improve, you know, a little bit, like if we're nitpicking, but it like the mental side of it, it seemed to be there for, for Regis. So I thought that that was um, interesting. Do you have any other takeaways from the, from the backs? Uh, I, I thought Regis looked really good. I thought that he, uh, he played really well. I thought he, uh, he did really well on the inside zone runs. I thought he, he read that really well. It looks like he's a little bit of a specialty for him. He didn't really pick the wrong hole. He, was very patient, especially with the zone lead. I thought the fullback looked really good too. Uh, was uh, I forget it? Can you think of his name right now? Groshek. Yeah, Groshek. Yeah, he he looked really good too, especially on some of those zone leads. And I think Regis did a good job of reading it, finding the right hole, and 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 getting you know north and south really quick, like you like to on inside zone. So he uh, he ran those really well. It was interesting. I mean, I didn't see a lot of outside zone today, so I feel like I mean that that inside zone type of look. I feel like that's something they're going to keep doing. Um, going forward, I mean, because I didn't see a lot of outside zone today. Um, maybe that will change. I mean, we didn't see Josh Jacobs. So maybe that changes with Josh Jacobs in there. But today it was mostly a lot of inside zone, a lot of power runs. So it was mostly like kind of like it was last year. But it'll be interesting to see what happens once Josh Jacobs gets in the game. Um, because I know Kenyon Drake's going to see those same type of runs. But I don't know what Josh Jacobs is going to see. Are we going to see more in- outside zone with Josh Jacobs? It's going to be interesting. Well, well, I really liked the touchdown run early in the game. Yeah. Um, they go, um, you know, they, they go big and they have a nub side. It, it's either just one tight end or two tight ends, like, um, but like no wide receiver. So you got the corner down mm-hmm. as a run fitter, right? And then they go zone away from the strong side. Yeah. And they're basically like leaving the corner unblocked and they're just like, okay, the corner has to make a tackle here. I thought that that was a really good scheme. Yeah, uh, especially for a short yard situation, you know, obviously goal to go. You got to get in there. It's like fourth down or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I might yeah. be wrong. But um, um, I thought that that was interesting. Like, I think I think that's a great scheme to get a big back one on one with the corner, make the corner tackle him, you know, in an inches situation. Um, did, did the Raiders like run a lot of that last year? I can't really. Yes, remember. they did. They did run that. OK, yeah, so. they, they, they run that a lot to get to get the, a one on one with the corner. Yeah, okay. that's kind of part of their their inside zone uh, slice type of thing slice. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah um so yeah I, so i mean i like that play call there i know that would you say there was some more struggles in the red zone today like similar <laughs> to last year a little bit i mean i think you know you need you bust up the spider wide banana um on the second drive where they got a field goal so uh of course it you know it didn't work <laughs> so <laughs> yeah obviously. you know uh um but they, they just gotta you know, he's gotta get more creative down there but you, you know it's preseason everything's a little vanilla so i wouldn't expect like you know you expect more a spider white banana now because it's probably like you know the first play installs <laughs> during right. otas but uh but you know um if you know they just just more it's vanilla in preseason so this is so vanilla right now, I wouldn't expect anything crazy anyways. I wouldn't expect any them to show what they're going to do in the red zone. But, you know, it was, it was some spider white banana and, you know, not a lot of creativity. So they did have that one 
uh, later on in the game when they came out uh, for wide receivers, diamond <laughs> formation uh, to the left side. Um, and then they, you know, motioned uh was a wide receiver or back maybe across the formation um and so like it, it, there was some trickeration but um peter peterman went and i think if i'm remembering this correctly he didn't like what he saw he tried to run and then threw high to i believe it was regus in the flat on the opposite side of the field that's not a look that um i've seen i think that that's something that you kind of see in high school a lot maybe some college game i think that it kind of shows okay yeah they're trying to put some other things in they're trying to you know figure out some other packages uh without giving away too much obviously because you know it's it's really crucial that they don't give away their scheme down there in the red zone yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean um some of those concepts the past concepts though i mean you kind of see the difference between like why nathan peter was a backup like the interception he threw uh that place called z curl so it's like as soon as you hit your drop i mean you use the decision you're supposed to make like um, you know, you either have a post route, which is actually the first read is the post route. Then you go curl, then you go f- the uh, check down. And he just kind of s- s- just, s- s- you know, bird dogged the the curl and then never came off it. And then he never got to the check down. And if you run, you watch Carl run that play. It's like, it's like clockwork. <laughs> it's like, boop, 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 boop. you know, what I mean? it's like he's, he's going through it super quick. So, um, that's yeah. That's the main difference between like uh, Peterman and Carr running some of those plays because Carr would have got to that check down like super quick based on that concept. But you know, Peterman didn't, and he held the ball too long. Um, and, and on that play, like Nick Martin, who, who I think struggled a little bit, uh, he was supposed to help John Simpson, and Johnson was expecting him to help, but then he he goes and tries to help somebody else, and then, you know, John Simpson ends up getting beat inside because of it, because he's expecting Nick Martin to help, and, uh, you know, ends up causing some pressure, and it throws a pick, so I bet John Simpson's PFF grade is not going to be good, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, anything else that you want to, that you want to talk about with Peterman before we move on to the defensive side of the ball? Uh, no, man, not really. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's it's first game of preseason. Um, I wouldn't get too crazy about some of these performances anyways. Uh, you just want to, you just want to see these guys look like they belong. That's kind of my opinion. You want to, you want the rookies to look like they belong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, there was a guy that I wanted to talk about, um, DJ Turner. The return man, they had some, they had some designed, you know, manufactured touches for him, you know, like, um, you know, short stuff. Um, I mean, he, he looked, he looked solid, you know, out there. Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I, you know, I think that, that that's interesting. I think that's a name to monitor. We're going to see how much um, continued looks he gets especially when they're like, you know, it seems like they were, you know, in into the third, second and third quarters, they were like actively trying to target DJ Turner in the passing game. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, uh, that's just a name to monitor as far as like an undrafted rookie free agent who is trying to make the roster perhaps as, you know, the return specialist for the team. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. 
Gus Bradley. He's a new defensive coordinator for the Raiders. You know, I've written a bunch of articles about Gus Bradley right now. And the number one thing that I want to talk to everyone about is, you know, I, I looked at his stats and, and I was, this was the eye test for me when I'm, when I'm going through Gus Bradley's film and I'm like, okay, trying to chart some games just to get a feel for his defense. I'm like, wow, he doesn't really blitz that often. And then I go and look and he's like one of the, the most conservative play callers when it comes to blitzing. And like, man, like they ran so many blitzes today. Yeah. You know? So I don't know what that means. It's certainly, uh, it, I mean, it would be cool if we, if we saw like, you know, more, more blitzes than we've seen from Gus Bradley in the past. Uh, but, you know, it seems like they got their entire blitz package uh, installed right now, all the different coverages that they would use. And, you know, maybe they'll just tweak some of the blitz pass as the weeks go on, you know, the game plan against specific um, uh, pass protection tendencies. But man, I was really shocked with, at the amount of blitzing that they did. Nate Hobbs obviously had that really good blitz um strong smash is what they call it it's a five-man pressure uh, backside defensive end peels on the running back um so it could turn into a six-man pressure if that running back stays in in and uh you know it's it's a it's a nickel blitz um and, and they timed it perfectly you know i'm not sure what geno smith was looking for there because i do think against like a top flight nfl quarterback they're gonna see that get the ball out um when they when they see that pressure but i mean the burst from nate hobbs was impressive you know can't take anything away anything away from him he also had a really good um you know runs uh run stop or it was a screen it was a screen uh early on in the game like at the second play of the game first play of the game uh where he you know fought off the guy and uh, the blocker the wide receiver who came out to block him and he got in on the tackle you know and that's something that i was impressed with with nate hobbs was his tackling you know um, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look through this and I'm going to figure out, you know, if, if, if he got cut, if he got targeted in coverage ever, cause that was my biggest question mark about Nate Hobbs, but you know, shoot, if he keeps on playing like this in the preseason, like they're like, they're going to start this guy, right? Like he's going to be their nickel all year long, you know? Um, so I think that I was pleasantly surprised with Nate Hobbs, you know, and, and a lot of people are going to come at me because I was like questioning if Nate Hobbs could, you know, really, you know, transition to the nickel. And most people are going to look at this performance, even though it's preseason week one, and say, hey, Nate Hobbs, he looked great, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, so, something else that I thought was interesting was J- Javin, Javin White. Javin White mm-hmm. played uh, – started at Weeks Out Linebacker, and he played almost the entire game at Weeks Out Linebacker. Um, he was in there, like, a, a long time. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. You know, um, you know, he got a significant amount, more amount of playing time than uh tanner muse did tanner muse was subbed in on the first drive mm-hmm. when they got into base personnel but when they went into nickel then they subbed him back out you know so like that's what i was talking to you know raiders fans about on our previous episodes on our youtube channel guys um it was like tanner muse yes he's you know the first string sam sam linebacker but that's still a situational player um in this defense and so you know i thought that was interesting that Jav- javen white got so much time in there um and he looked all right but you know certainly that's something to monitor it seems like you know over Dia- over divine diablo obviously who's been hurt a lot but you know if javin white is right now on the to- on the totem pole um you know a little higher than divine diablo that would be an interesting story to monitor um any anything that you that caught your eye on defense besides the number of blitzes that they called um, 
I mean, a couple of things that caught my eye. Defense. I thought the D-line looked really good. I thought uh, Darius Phylon, uh got a lot of pressure. Thought, uh, thought he looked pretty strong. Um, you know, even, I mean, Farrell had some, had some decent moments too. Uh, so I thought they looked, they looked uh, pretty, you know, they look better than they did last year. I think they're going to uh, be able to cause some pressure. It was interesting that, you know, you know, that they had Quentin Jefferson and um, out there and they had, um, you know, Phylon out there for long periods of time because, I mean, they didn't have Yannick and Crosby out there, which kind of tells you that maybe like, you know, they're, they're thinking like Gerald McCoy is going to be their starter if they got Quentin Jefferson out there, if they don't yeah. think he's going to start too. So that kind of yeah. told me a little bit, you know, how they see Jefferson, that they see him behind Gerald McCoy and Jonathan Hankins didn't play either. So, yeah. Hank- yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Darius Phylon, he's listed as 296. Let me just double check that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Darius Phylon, 6'1, 286. Man, he is easily over 300 pounds. Uh, that guy is built like a tank right now. He's definitely put on a lot of weight. I know he hasn't played football in, a, in, a, in like a couple of years, right? It's been a while since he's played football. Um, so, I'd be willing to wager that he's the backup one technique right now, just looking at his body type. Um, Hankins is going to be the run, run down player. And then Darius Phylon is going to come in on passing situations. And I think that that rotation makes a lot of sense. I think um, obviously Gerald McCoy, he's going to be a big part of the Raiders. The number of snaps that he plays though, that's still going to be up for debate. He is relatively older, older in his career, even though, you know, he has been a dominant player. Um, but, you know, Quentin Jefferson is a guy that can come in and play 40% of the snaps at three technique. It's not a problem for him. He's done that his entire career um you know with moderate success so i think jefferson you know backing up mccoy um phylon backing up hankins and then you know uh Farrell being able to play multiple spots in the defensive line you know but they are going to have a big rotation because they want to keep guys fresh and they want to rush to pass for like the entire game that's gus bradley's thing uh so yeah so it, it, it definitely looked like there was more of an emphasis on pressure there's more of an emphasis on speed um those are the, like it they kind of those things stood out to me for sure uh on the defensive side of the ball um i saw also uh trayvon morig merrick sorry trayvon merrick and jonathan abram started the game as safety there's the only those are the only two guys penciled in the depth chart as starters who played um you know in, in this game so and, and they stayed in, um, you know, for a good amount of time, um, at least, you know, the first series, Merrick, Merrick stayed in uh, for a good amount of time in the game. Obviously, he's a rookie, so he needs plenty of reps. I didn't really see those guys get targeted, um, you know, just coming, basing this off memory. Like, I'm not sure when they were targeted. There wasn't a lot of passes, bro. There wasn't. There wasn't a lot of targets at all. I mean, you didn't see a lot of guys getting a lot too much action. Um, out there, it felt like you know the Seahawks. The Seahawks offense couldn't really move the football at all, so there wasn't too much action for anybody to get. And if there was, it was like an underneath throw, it was like you know off a of holding or something like that. So it wasn't a whole lot of action for anybody, to be honest. Um, even when, I mean, the, probably the, the most action somebody got was Keyshawn Nixon on that deep ball. I mean, other than that, there was no like suit like coverage. I mean, Arnett. Arnett had the good coverage on the one play, but he couldn't make the tackle. So I ended up, you know, being a, a first down or a pretty big play there. But uh, I mean, nobody really got tested, I would say. But, you know, what's funny is that week one last year, Arnett gets a blitz. It's a blitz call and he's on the opposite side of the field, comes in motion and he tries to undercut 
Robbie Anderson, you know, because the ball's coming out hot and, you know, he just doesn't, he's not close enough. So he makes kind of an error on the angle that he takes. And then Robbie Anderson runs up the sideline for a big game touchdown. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then very first target preseason, what's what happens? Like he tries to undercut it, bad technique. He needs to wrap up. Yeah. Big, you know, it's a relatively long game. Um, so I think that that's not probably not a good sign, honestly, that he doesn't, he doesn't just finish. Like, it's not, it's one thing to like give up a catch on a crossing route. Like that's tough to defend. Like you got to drag and you got to fight through all the traffic to get across the field. Okay. Just make the, just make the tackle and it's a stop. Like, don't worry about defending the pass, honestly, like that big a deal. Like that's secondary because it's third down in that situation. If I remember correctly, Mm-hmm. In, that, in that situation yeah run across the field the guy catches it you tackle him you know after like one or two yard gain you're off the field like that's situational football trying to like go for like the pass breakup when that doesn't really even matter there it, you know um obviously yeah you want them to have like the mentality you want arnett to have the mentality where he's like okay i i'm, I'm gonna get my hand on this ball i'm gonna i'm gonna get after it but uh, there's also a situational component there, especially when we're playing third downs. So hopefully we see him like the light bulb turn on his head quick uh, mm-hmm. because he seems like he's still making some of the same mistakes, similar mistakes that he made last year. Um, as far as like the secondary goes, um, you know, Keisha Nixon played a lot outside early on in the game. And then he came in a little bit and was playing nickel uh, in the fourth quarter. So I thought that was interesting um uh meek robertson also played on the outside only in the fourth quarter and then i'm sorry he only came in 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 the game in the fourth quarter he played on the outside to start and then he played some nickel so excuse me um uh i I don't know what to really make of that honestly (laughs) it seems like Keyshawn nixon is certainly higher on the depth chart in the pecking order than meek robertson is right now um so i mean i know that Raiders fans love meek robertson but we don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, Bleedy Ray, Bleedy Ray Wilson, number 34, he had a good pass breakup on a terrible ball. That was a really, really poor decision from that quarterback. What was his name? Magoo? Mag- 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 I mean, yeah, something like that. Magoo? I don't know. Alex um, something. Hold on. Hold on. Isn't Mr. Magoo the guy who can't see? Yeah, it, it, okay. it was it wasn't Magoo. It was like Magoo. I was like Magoo or something like that. Nah, was... he's, he's Mr. Magoo to me because that was a terrible <laughs> decision. Like what? And he's like falling off his back foot and he like throws across his body to like a guy who's just blanketed. Like, what are you trying to do here? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that another big takeaway too with the defense is there are guys like Russell Douglas and Blue Ray Wilson, uh, Carl Nassib, um, even Quillen Farrell, you could talk about Nick Wikowski, all these guys who are playing in the first preseason game, okay, who have been starters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. they're slated to be backups like that's like the depth level of this defense is like so much better than it has been in like the last three years like like almost every position nevin lawson you can even throw in there too almost every position there's the a backup who has been a starter in the nfl so that's something to like be really happy about like yeah the depth is so much better if someone gets hurt it's not like oh Kurt, that's curtains for us you know um yeah, so uh, that, I think that, that that's another reason, too, why we saw this defense do so well is because so many of these guys who are playing have been starters in the NFL, you know, like going up against, you know, you know, some some guys, you know, maybe who are trying to fight fight for, you know, a second or third team roster spot on the Seattle Seahawks offense. 
um, especially when they're playing, paying Russell Wilson so much money. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's the reason why they really dominated um, the second team defense or second team offense for the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought I thought they looked, I thought the D line looked well. They looked, they looked like they played well, man. They looked like they were have a lot of depth. And you're right because like Carl Nassib and, and Cleveland Farrell are out there. You know they're gonna they're gonna get some rotation in there. So, you know it kind of just shows if like if anybody gets injured, it won't be t- too much of a drop off for these players. I thought Solomon Thomas um, had had some good plays against the run. Um, it's the run. I told you guys. I told yeah, you guys. yeah. But he, I mean, against the pass rush, he didn't look very well. Good, good either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's basically what you said too. But um, I, I, that's what I was most impressed with on defense is the D line. I thought the D line looked really good. I thought they were impressive to be honest yeah um last thing i'll say you know hopefully i never have to talk about paul gunther again but you know him and rod marinelli i think that there's there was definitely like a philosophical break between them like paul gunther wants defensive linemen to hold up gaps stop the run and rod marinelli is all about penetration getting into the backfield and so now rod marinelli his techniques and what he what he believes in actually mesh with Gus Bradley. I mean, they're from a similar coaching tree, you know, like they both worked with Monty Kiffin in the past, you know, like it, it the philosophical, the, philo- the sorry, the philosophy makes sense for uh, the defensive line. And so now I think that we are going to see definitely an improved play on from the defensive line just for that fact alone. Yeah, and th- that's that's I mean that's all that's a, that's a good thing, man. I think that's going to be a, a great look for them. Um, just be able to, you know, shoot gaps and play, you know, play how Gus Bradley wants them to play and play how Rod Marinelli wants them to play. So it's going to be a good. I, I think I think the D lines looked a lot better, especially Yannick and and Max Ryan in there, and we were with some uh, some good rotational guys inside, and we saw that they could probably get some, get a little bit of pressure. You know what I mean? Um, anything else before we sign off? This is supposed to be quick. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, man. I, I think that's good. I, you know, the Raiders won 27. Um, you know, the Peterman looked good. I mean, some, you know, kind of went over everything. They were good, Doug. All right, man. Raider Nation, we uh, we hope to see you. And what you know, one of our new homes, SB Nation, will host this podcast each and every week. Uh, look out for us after the game. We should try to drop this, you know, the morning uh, after, or maybe even go live in some cases, once we can get that figured out. But, um, you know, make sure you subscribe to this podcast channel uh, on SB Nation. You know, we'll throw out and we'll promote this and we'll send out all the links that you guys need in order to get in on this, on this action on SB Nation. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, Tape Don't Lie, we out. Later. Peace.